one of the biggest misconceptions is the fact that a lot of people are like, oh, Muslims are terrorists. It's like, but we're not. We're normal <laughs> people. <laughs> I'm a fucking social worker. Trust me, I'm not a terrorist. Today's episode is sponsored by YGF Apparel. And let me tell you, they have some of the softest, most comfortable hoodies you ever experienced in your life. They come in three colors, pink, blue, and gray. I like them so much, I got all of them. You'll probably wear it every day, in the summer, in 100 degrees, in Florida, and still be happy. Go get yours at YGFApparel.com today. What up, everybody? This is the Six and Friends podcast with your host, CJ the Six. Today, I have a friend of a friend on the mic, Miss Bushra. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I had a very intriguing question for you. Go ahead. What's it like for you as a Muslim woman in America wearing your hijab every day? Okay. Do you want to know about how it is right now or how it was before, like a decade ago? Both of them. Both of them? So I'm 25 now, but I started wearing the hijab when I was in 10th grade. And it was uh, actually an act of rebellion for me because mm. my my parents um, come from a really traditional background and they were really scared that because of the way they look and the way they talk that after 9-11, a lot of people would you know have the stigma against me. And if I started wearing the scarf, something would happen to me at school and I've been bullied in middle school because of it right after 9-11 so my act of rebellion was I don't give a shit about what anyone else thinks <laughs> if something happens to me I'll beat them up no big deal <laughs> uh, I was a little scrappy so that's kind of how I started wearing it and at first I think like the first three days I remember I didn't really know how to wear it correctly it kept on slipping off my hair <laughs> so I looked really stupid um I've come a very long way thank god but like it wasn't scary at first but when I started I think like junior year and senior year people started noticing a little bit more and I don't really know what that shift was socially that caused that maybe it was just the fact that I was older and just doing more things people were noticing me more in school there were a couple people who were just extremely rude and then um, when I went to college I went to University of Florida for undergrad so Gainesville is <laughs> a great little college town <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of white people so tell me about it the first time I had gone like out on 9-11, on like September 11th, it's always a day that every Muslim just tries their best to stay home or just be extra cautious. But I was just like, I'm in college. It shouldn't be a problem. Everyone is really open here. But I went to the dining hall and I sat down with my food and this white family walked by me and the father of the family looked at me and said something. And I think it was like along the lines of, I don't want to sit next to someone like that. And I internalized that, but I didn't say anything because I was scared in that moment. And this really sweet black girl came up to me and she said, don't worry about what they're saying. It doesn't matter. And so she like sat down with me. And before that family left, she said she said something. And I don't remember what it was because I kind of like blacked out because it was just <laughs> one of those moments. But I just really respected her for that. 
but ever since then everything else has just been a lot easier people like asking me questions like randomly on the street i'm okay with that i'm really open with it so it's not bad anymore it used to be but it's not anymore got you there's a woman i work with that has she wears her job to work every day Mm -hmm. and i want to ask her about it but it's like am i allowed to i think you're you're allowed to as long as you have some sort of connection with the person but then again honestly people come up to me and they're like hey i don't want to be offensive but can i ask you a question and that's when i'm like all right it's gonna be about my scarf it's gonna be about my religion i think and you get really dumb questions sometimes too like someone came up to me and they're like do you shower with that on i'm like no what the hell um and then some other lady while i was waiting at a bus stop in undergrad she asked me if i was hot and i was just like yeah because it's in the middle of summer you're hot of course i'm hot just like stuff like that you got to deal with sometimes but it's never well it's not that offensive anymore maybe probably because i got used to it but mm-hmm. yeah now mentioning people asking stupid questions i was randomly scrolling on instagram one day <laughs> and it was like a thread of like the stupid questions women who are hijabs get mm-hmm. one of them was do you take a shower with it mm-hmm. and another one was how do you wash it? It was a picture of her standing in the washing machine. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know why this shower question always pops up like that or like swimming. Do you swim with it? It's just like, I mean, like, do you not see people out there doing mm. things normally? I just, I don't know how to answer those questions sometimes because those questions truly are like, where is it coming from? Why are you so curious about how I shower? You know, I like to think I can understand what people are trying to ask when they ask stupid questions so just kind of uh i'm just going out on a limb and i think the question they're trying to ask is i guess really when do you take it off i'm sorry oh what the you know the obvious thing is or you know take a shower, yeah, i guess but, that makes sense yeah so is it like do you only put it on when you're about to leave the house is it like a you wake up put it on type thing so because the hijab is such a personal choice it depends on a lot of different people and what they do with their hijab but for me personally since i'm not going to be like the representative of every (laughs) hijabi out there for me personally i will only take off my scarf for family people that you know i've like grown up with and respected that i trust completely and for a significant other that's pretty much the extent of it everybody else gets to see me with my hijab on because if if you don't respect me and I don't respect you, you don't get you don't get that opportunity because that's such a big part of me and who I am. So what does wearing it? Because I know you said you started wearing it as an act of rebellion. But what is the what does it actually like signify when you when you wear it? I guess. So in our holy book, the Quran, there's a lot of um, passages, I guess you could say, or sentences that specifically say that women should cover up their modesty so cover up their body cover up their beauty so that's one of the main reasons that most women wear it it's the religious purpose um but underneath all of that is you're modest because you're trying not only to be modest in the way you're appearing to other people but you're trying to be modest in the eyes of god it's a symbol of i'm muslim this is something that god told me to do so this is something i'm gonna follow and also it takes away from your focus of outward beauty and makes you focus on someone's inner beauty because when you kind of take away that 
that outward appearance that's what people gravitate to they want to know more about you they want to know the meaning behind your words if that makes sense deep (laughs) deep (laughs) so yours is the hijab and it Mm -hmm. just covers the head then there what's the one that covers like pretty much full body except the eyes so the covering that like covers up your face except for the eyes is called the niqab and then I think you mentioned like the full body one. Yeah. Um, depending on different cultures, they're called different things. But I think the general term is burqa. Um, uh, okay. And depending on what region you're in, honestly, and the socio-political climate of that region, people wear different things. But you'll see like people in the west i guess like so in america and the uk and all of that stuff but there are still women who like wearing the niqab and again it goes back to taking away from their own focus on their outward beauty and just focusing on their inner beauty but yeah that's the niqab that just covers the face and then the burqa i don't want to word this the wrong way but i will say that a lot of women that wear the burqa and like in the harsher countries that impose those rules on them that they can't see anything or like they only have like the mesh on their their nets like those are usually oppressive states but i don't want to overgeneralize and say that i'm sure that there are women out there who are okay with that okay now a little bit of question about your background were you born in america i was born and raised in america yeah florida yeah in orlando area oh geez Mm -hmm. disney I would ask you how Florida is, but we can just ask Florida man that. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of going back to the, the Muslim part of it. What are some aspects of being Muslim that people might, or I guess the biggest misconceptions that you know of that people have about Muslims? The biggest misconception. There's probably a couple. I mean, the hijab is one of those things that a lot of people don't understand, um, especially because they think women are completely oppressed when they they wear that Mm -hmm. which is annoying sometimes because you have to constantly explain your identity as to why you wear it to explain that this is your own personal choice and it's actually your own autonomy like showing instead of the opposite which is what people usually think a lot of people um who don't know about muslims think muslims all come from one area (laughs) and uh that's crazy because we're all over the world um but there's black muslims there's asian muslims i mean there's just we're everywhere is it the largest religion in the world it should be one of the major religions for sure there's christianity judaism and islam so those are the major ones i don't know why i didn't think of this until right now um but like religion wise like actually um the basis of like jesus the holy trinity our prophet muhammad peace be upon him um a lot of people are very misconstrued about their thoughts about that because they think we don't believe that jesus is a is a person or just no one really has an idea of what the basis of our religion is go ahead break it down then (laughs) break it down okay so with jesus we do believe that he was a prophet so in islam we have a whole lineage of prophets that came um, to different tribes, different times to give us rules um, so that, you know, society can operate in a good way. And Jesus just happened to be one of those prophets. And our prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he was the very last prophet. So all of the rules and regulations that he left, which ended up being in the Quran, um, which is our holy book, that is what 
we follow now because the book has pretty much all the rules that we should operate with. So even if society changes, we should still be adhering to some of those rules. Well, not some, all of the rules that's <laughs> written. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of like the big misconceptions. I don't, a lot of people don't understand. We think with like Judaism and Christianity, because there are, um, the holy books like the Torah and the Bible, we believe that those were books from the the same prophets that they believe in but we believe that a lot of that has been changed so the quran is the book that will never be changed because so many people memorize it front to back syllable per syllable how many pages is it it's a lot um <laughs> it's a lot yeah it's a big book <laughs> like, I'm, like, I, I don't know i wouldn't know how to compare it into pages because you know people break it apart in different manners but there's 30 parts to it so it's a pretty big book and children if they grow up in like a religious household or their parents put them in islamic school um, they have the opportunity to memorize it so i mean for a child to memorize all of that like i think the concept behind it is if everyone hasn't memorized there's no way for anything to be changed the words can't be changed or Mm. manipulated in any way because someone's gonna call you out on it it says this no it doesn't (laughs) no it don't (laughs) (laughs) you're very wrong so you mentioned there are rules that we should always follow or that Muslims should always follow in the Quran. Are there any of those rules that you don't follow? Uh, For sure. (laughs) Uh, Mostly because I think it just falls under the topic of free will. I Mm. mean, I would love to be, you know, this perfect person, but uh, that's kind of hard to do, especially when there's just a lot of temptation of everything else around us. I don't know if I'd admit to all the bad things that I've done here, (laughs) but that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, I've already introduced you by name, so never mind. <laughs> I have people that are anonymous. It's okay. My name is so common everywhere. Oh, for real? Yeah. It's a it's a very common Muslim name. Bushra means the coming of like good news or like celebratory news. So it's something I try to live by. Oh. Yeah. I'm cute. I, I know. <laughs> I have no idea what my name means. I was like, uh, CJ? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, how I that. know you, so... CJ is my nickname, mm-hmm. specifically my initials. CJ is short for Corsavius Jackson. It's always fun when I tell people my name is CJ and it's like, what's your first name? Generally, I don't tell people my first name when I'm like out mm-hmm. because Corsavius is hard for people to hear because nobody else has that name. It's also a very strong name. It sounds very strong. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I get annoyed when I have to like repeat my name like eight times. Because, like, if it's, like, out, out at a club or at a party or anywhere with background noise, people don't hear it correctly. Mm-mm. So then I have this situation where people try to guess what the C stands for. And nobody, nobody has ever <laughs> guessed it correctly. I bet. What about <laughs> Starbucks? What do you say when you go to Starbucks? Just CJ? I don't go to Starbucks. Well, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, if I do go somewhere and somebody asks for my name, I generally say CJ. Okay. It's, but I have been called TJ, and I'm like, fam, how did you hear a T? Like, those are <laughs> two completely different syllables, but whatever. Yeah, if I go anywhere and I try to say my name, like, it's it's a struggle sometimes. It's super easy to pronounce and super easy to write out, but it's a struggle for a lot of people. I think I've introduced myself multiple times, and people have called me Mushra or Mushroom, because that's <laughs> apparently what Bushra sounds like. And I was like, who would name their child Mushroom? Tell me. You know there's... Although, that is a thing, I'm sure. There's somewhere. a child somewhere named Watermelon Andrea. Well. And Absidy. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know about Absidy? Mm-mm. 
Oh, it's spelled A B C D E. No, stop. Dead ass. It was oh on my like God. a Southwest employee got either reprimanded or fired because it was a child named Absidy and she was trying to figure out like she just saw ABCD and she was like okay whose child name is ABCD <laughs> that is very unfortunate Mm-mm. and there's Ladasha <sighs> I'm not making these things up <laughs> it's L A hyphen A it's pronounced Ladasha so mushroom nah I guess I guess I mean, this one's silly, but I think I ordered at Pizza Hut. And I'm pretty sure that they were doing this just to fuck with me, but it was like Viagra rashes. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Bushra and Viagra sounds nothing alike, but okay. That's way too many syllables. Mm-mm. But it is kind of funny. Yeah. How do you get rashes from Vi- Viagra? My, my last name is Rashid's. Ah. Yeah, so Viagra rash. And I was like, okay, Rashid right. isn't. Rashid is pretty easy. That's- right? That's what I'm saying. But they were doing it to fuck with me, for sure. Would you get mad if I called you Viagra Rashes? Yeah, I would. Okay. We stop in this podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> coach. coach. <laughs> okay. Is there anything you want to ask me? I don't know if there's anything I can really give you, but was there anything you want to ask me? What's your perception on Muslims? Just curious. Uh, or what was your first thought? You saw me walking in through the door. What was the first thing you thought of? Hi. Okay. <laughs> and then after that? That was it. That okay. was. Except for, like, honestly, I'm horrible with names. Mm-hmm. So, like, somebody said my name a couple times, and you had just told me your name, and I was just like, fuck, what's her name again? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but over the past five to six, seven years, I've been working on my prejudices. They're not completely gone. There are still some there. And the ones that I notice, I try to rectify more or less and aside from you and a girl i work with i've seen a couple other muslims who've had hijabs and i think just hijabs i don't think i've seen anybody with like a burqa there's actually quite a lot in melbourne whenever i come down here i'm actually really surprised because everywhere else that i've lived i don't really see them out and about but i went to a coffee shop yesterday and i saw five of them really yeah and i was just like where are y'all coming from friends (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever just like really noticed. Maybe because I don't, I don't know. I just well, I think I notice. Well, just because I notice, and you don't really see a lot of hijabis all the time, or I don't really see a lot of hijabis. So when I do notice, it's like, oh wow, there's another one here. It's- yeah, it's kind of how I do with black people, to be honest. Like whenever I walk into a room, there's like a lot of non-black people. I start looking for the black people. Up, oh, there's one person over there. Another person over there. Okay, cool. There's three black people in the room. Got it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do the same thing, even if it's like not Muslims, but if it's just like anyone who who's ethnic or who's not white, basically, just someone who's marginalized. I was like, all right, you're going to be part of my crew. You're going to be <laughs> part of my crew. It is kind of funny to me how a lot of minorities kind of like defaultly fall to each other. Yeah. Which we can talk about something that's unintentionally racist at my job perfect (laughs) (laughs) which i don't i I don't think this was on purpose but it was a hell of a coincidence Mm -hmm. you said you were social worker Mm -hmm. right i don't know how what the demographics of social workers are but engineering yes like 95 percent white male Mm -hmm. i take it back it's like 85 percent white male i get to my job and in my team meeting i notice i am the only black person in that room Mm -hmm. only minority in the room like there's no no women just me 
Damn. Yeah, right. We we used to all sit together, and then we had like a reorg, and so my building has three floors, and some of us sat on the third floor, some of us sat on the first floor. On the third floor, there was four of us that sat on the third floor, and we all sat more or less away from each other. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a new guy get hired who was Vietnamese. He ended up sitting on the desk across from me. Cool. And he was in my group, too. Mm-hmm. And then about a month later, a Dominican guy got hired into our group. And at first he was sitting like two rows away from me and the Vietnamese guy. But then he ended up moving to the desk in front of me. So the black guy, Dominican guy, and Vietnamese guy <laughs> all sit next to each other. Mm-hmm. And they're the only minorities in the group. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but we did end up getting a woman added to the group. And then she's out on the first floor. But then she left our group to go do other stuff. Oh, well, there goes the diversity. Right. We, we was doing good. You had black, Vietnamese. Yeah. So you had black, Asian. I don't know if he counts as Hispanic. I'm going to say Hispanic. And if he corrects me, oh, well. And then woman. It was like, yes. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> and then she left. And then the Dominican guy left. And then the Asian guy left. And now mm-hmm. it's just me again. Honestly, like with social work, we examine a lot of biases and prejudice and, and stigma. And that's kind of the basis of a lot of what we do. So one of the things that we've learned is that like people go to what they're comfortable to. You're, If you see people who don't look like you, you're probably not going to sit with them and converse with them unless you're you know, a social butterfly that gets along with everybody. But you're going to go to someone who's comfortable. And the people who look most comfortable are the ones that look less harmless yeah so that'd be diversity or that's just kind of how i've always seen it i mean it makes sense to me because i'm like 95 percent sure if you see our lunch table our lunch table is me dominican guy asian guy white and asian guy another black guy mm-hmm. so anybody that's like sort of a minority be like yeah i'm gonna go sit over I'm there, gonna sit over there. <laughs> yeah but it is what it is now the fun part of the podcast oh all of this wasn't fun I wasn't fun enough. Is that what you're saying? Wow. Right. Wow. Wow. I'm hurt. Okay. <laughs> that's what we're doing? <laughs> okay. Not at all. <laughs> I was going to ask, did you want to do an introduction? You know, you can give whatever you want to give. You know, this is your time for shameless plugs and whatever. You actually don't even have to do an introduction. This is completely optional. I don't really know what I want to say. I don't really have any shameless plugs to plug in. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. You know, because we, we have your name. We have a little bit of background, you know, blah, 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 blah. Now, you were born in America. Were your parents born in America? My parents immigrated here in the late 80s, early 90s. And my mom has six brothers and sisters. So it's a really big ass family. And I'm from Bangladesh, ethnically. My parents are from Bangladesh. And that's a country that's right next to India. We fought for our independence in literally the 70s. It's very recent. My mom went through the Civil War. And the war happened because we wanted to speak our own language, which is Bangla. That's why our country is called Bangladesh. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, mind blown. Yeah. Like, we have a lot of animosity in our family for people from India and Pakistan because that's kind of what the war was directed at. I've tried really, really hard with like the older generation in my Mm -hmm. family to alleviate some of that, especially because we're in the States and it's kind of like in America where a lot of our history gets edited. So for a lot of the children who've 
grown up here from those countries from india from pakistan they don't know anything about the genocide that happened all the really shitty things that our parents were put through so i was going somewhere with that but (laughs) um, that's something i deal with with the family they immigrated here they started working at gas stations which is honestly something that all brown people kind of do like (laughs) 7-eleven that's like an indian thing a brown thing that's the simpsons yeah Mm. so it's kind of where that comes from they started doing that my uncles started kind of working up where they were in their jobs and they were able to make a decent living and our families moved really close together everyone lives five minutes away from each other somehow or another everyone just made a life here and then we grew up here i was I guess the third oldest child, but I was the first born in America. I had a lot of responsibility learning about (laughs) how to do everything for the family. I was the family translator, and I know a lot of first-generation students have to deal with that. So what language does your family speak? So my family speaks Bangla, and there's a bunch of different dialects that they can speak within Bangla, but I can only speak Shuddha which is like the city talk. And even then, I can't read or write, but I can talk pretty fluently there. And because we live so close to all the other countries and our cultures are so similar, I understand Hindi and Urdu, but I can't speak it back. But my family can. Just they're fluent and freaking everything. (laughs) So what is it? Oh, I say it again. Bangla. So we pronounce it Bangla, but I guess in English you can say Bengali. Yo, thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's easier. Go ahead. (laughs) What does it sound like? Uh, give me a sentence and I'll try my best to say it. Uh, introduce yourself. Assalamu alaikum. I'm Renan Bushra. i CJ Shatasket podcast. Kortasi. I'm kub nervous like this because I'm a kid. I'm Jani Naki Bolte. And uh, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, what'd you say? <laughs> I literally just said, Hi, my name is Bushra. I'm getting nervous because CJ is looking at me. But uh, <laughs> this is the podcast. <laughs> I threw in a couple English words in there because I don't know the Bangla translations, but yeah. Okay, so really, 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 really random mm-hmm. side note. I watch a lot of anime. Once you watch enough anime, you you notice something like that. Like in Japanese, they'll just randomly throw in English words. Mm-hmm. It's even funnier when like they're speaking Japanese and then they cuss in English. well okay it goes back to colonialism sometimes like for us at least a lot of the words that we have like table table is table in bangla (laughs) (laughs) yo i would be so confused if like you were talking and all of a sudden i hear table and then (laughs) like all right cool they're talking about a table got it Mm -hmm. do you put something on the table do you clean the table Mm -hmm. i don't know what's going on (laughs) and i'm sure there's like a really convoluted way of saying it in bangla or bengali but we never learned it because it's just not colloquial enough to use (laughs) yeah table is table table gotcha okay so how many siblings do you have it's just me i'm an only sibling but in our culture especially with my family being immigrants here all of the cousins are really really close so all of my younger cousins i've pretty much raised them i'd like to think Mm -hmm. so i see them in a very maternal way as well as a sisterly way and even the way we describe cousins like the word for sister and brother is the same word for cousin that you use in our language so you see them as close family especially if they're uh, first cousins i can 100 percent relate with that actually my second cousin is actually like my first cousins mm-hmm. i still got love for them yeah. like who's always doing stuff we don't have no business doing but <laughs> that's not that's not the episode for this <laughs> all right now my next question did you finally remember it 
Yeah. Okay. First, do you celebrate any other Christian holidays? No. Although I will say Christmas is my favorite time of year because of Christmas lights. It's just so pretty. <laughs> yeah, but no. All right. I'm going to go with a wildly unpopular suggestion. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I won't say unpopular, but I'm going to go with a wild suggestion and say that Christmas should be adopted as a public holiday. Like, not just a Christian holiday. It's like a everybody can celebrate holiday. One, because Christmas is so fucking big in the U.S. Everything yeah. is shut down, like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. It's just then, an American holiday at this point. It's not even like a religious one. There we go. Yeah. Christmas should be an American holiday. Because we, yeah. Yeah. It's, but whatever. So you don't get to celebrate, well, you get to enjoy Christmas Day off, though. Well, yeah. I mean, um, this is actually something I was having a conversation with with a bunch of friends in my social work cohort. Um, they were asking me what I was going to do over the break. And I was like, it's wedding season. What do you mean? And they're like, <laughs> what do you mean it's wedding season? And I was like, oh, it's just clicked. Nobody knows it's wedding season for brown people because people have Christmas. But because we have so many days off, this is when all of us get married. So I have three weddings the week of Christmas. And churches are actually like banquet halls are cheaper because no one like rents them out. So a lot of Muslims do their weddings at like banquet halls that are hosted by churches. So uh, good pricing there. Just <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm just go ahead and write this <laughs> down real quick. Banquet um, uh-huh. hall. So even though if I like don't actually celebrate Christmas, there's always something to do. And I have plenty of friends who invite me over. My close friend from high school, she's Dominican, and her mom makes the best crab <laughs> empanadas for me. So <laughs> that's what I go eat every year if I can make it. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. I was about to ask a really stupid question. I was like, so you don't celebrate Thanksgiving? (laughs) (laughs) But that's not a Christian holiday. It's definitely an American holiday. Mm -hmm. Although I will say a lot of people don't like celebrating Thanksgiving anymore because of like, you know, the context of Native Americans and stuff. So, you know. To be completely honest with you, I think a lot of American holidays are celebrated for selfish reasons. Mm -hmm. And the three main reasons that Americans celebrate any holiday is an excuse to get drunk, an excuse to eat a lot of food. Mm Mm-hmm. And excuse to get a bunch of presents. Yeah. So birthday, Christmas, presents. Fourth of July is the biggest because this get drunk and eat and fireworks. You <laughs> Everything talking about together. Mm-hmm. Explosions, food, and drinking. Mm. And then Cinco de Mayo is just all drinking. <laughs> just and then Thanksgiving is all food. Mm-hmm. That's my hot take on it. <laughs> but whatever, don't shoot me. I'm just a messenger. <laughs> so what holidays do you celebrate? Would Would I know them? I don't know. Do you know what Ramadan is? I do. Okay. So after Ramadan, which is the 30 days of fasting that we have, which is awesome and spiritual and honestly the best time of the year, we have three days of feasting and the word for like celebration or holiday is Eid. And then I think like people who speak like natural Arabic pronounce it differently. But the first holiday we have is Eid al-Fitr, which is right after Ramadan, and then we have Eid al-Adha, which is later on in the year. But right after Ramadan, since you are you have those three days of the holiday, we literally do feast. Like, we <laughs> go, I guess it's kind of like when you have American holidays, you go from house to house, you see people, you connect with the community. We have a prayer in the morning, like early in the morning, that everyone goes to the mosque for, and then you just dress up. Like you go into a gala and you go to everyone's house <laughs> and it's really impolite if you don't eat something at everyone's house. So you have to eat. So it's three days of gaining back all the weight that you lost <laughs> in those 30 days, basically. 
and then the second one is more of a religious holiday Ooh, this is gonna sound real weird when i say it out loud but we sacrifice animals on that day <laughs> because it it's a religious story back to one of our prophets who is willing to sacrifice his son for God. And instead of sacrificing his son, God replaces uh, the son at the last minute with a lamb or a goat, I believe. So that's what Muslims do. So you sacrifice an animal and then you donate a major portion or I think it's one third goes to charity. So anyone who's needy, one third goes to like friends and family and then one third goes to you. Oh, nice. So that's something big that we do, too. But those are the the main two holidays. I don't know about any other sections of Islam because there's like Sunni and Shia, which is kind of what Islam is broken down into. I'm Sunni. So those are the two that I celebrate. I have a homegirl who's from Morocco. And one, she asked, well, she didn't really like formally ask me, but she kind of played around with the idea of me participating in Ramadan, too, because mm-hmm. she told me it's... You can eat before the sun comes up, and you can eat after the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. But sunrise to sunset, yeah. Can you drink water? Mm-mm. We don't drink water. We don't eat. But I will say Man, that what? it's kind of like intermittent <laughs> fasting that people do nowadays. You know, like you have a good couple of hours where you can't eat. So it's for diet purposes. Sunrise to sunset is yeah. like a good 12 hours. Yes, yeah, so it's a lot. But after like the fourth day, your body gets used to it. You don't really feel like the hunger pangs anymore. And you're just used to not eating. There's just a myriad of problems that come with it. Like your breath stank. So you can't really <laughs> talk to people face to face, which didn't help me when I was a counselor. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And you feel really tired, like fatigue is a thing. But by the end of the night, you eat. So you're fine. Everything is made up for. It's not that bad, I promise. I've had so many friends who've like tried. And after you get past the fourth day, it's easier. I might try it one year. <laughs> I might. She invited me and like one other friend over for one of the dinners. I mm-hmm. can't remember if it was a dinner during Ramadan. I think it was a dinner during Ramadan. But she was just like, because I remember her saying like, we can eat till like 830. I was like, why are we eating so late? Like, I wish the sun go down. Yeah, you. I well, I know for at least for my family, we're staring at our food until <laughs> that minute hits, and we're like, "Eat, people, eat, go." <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Okay, now this is kind of a, I guess, formality type thing. Mm-hmm. When do you say the sun is went down? Is it like dusk, like straight up? It's dark now, or is it like the Weather Channel says the sun <laughs> sets at seven forty-five? So seven forty-six, we going in. Kind of like that, <laughs> but uh, honestly, with technology, we have apps now that tell us exactly when the sun comes up, when the sun goes down, and even though we say like when the sun is rising, technically we can eat all night up until it's time for our morning prayer. So depending on that, where that is, that might be like four thirty in the morning. And then from then on, you're fasting all day until the sun sets, which is probably eight something. So could I cheat and just switch my circadian rhythm so that I sleep during the day and I'm up at night? Look, honestly, some of us do that anyway. <laughs> so we take a lot of naps during the day, especially if you have like a nine to five job or eight to five job and you come home and you just pass out until it's time to eat. So, yeah. I can imagine your body's <laughs> running on like one big meal in the morning and you're just like, all right, I'm not going to make it anymore. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> but I think with a lot of us, especially during Ramadan, if you've grown up with it, you kind of know what you should eat in the morning and you start off real well at the beginning of the month. Like you're like, 
I'm gonna have my protein, I'm gonna have all the energy I need, I'll have dates, I'll have my carbs, and then by the end of Ramadan, you're like, all right, there's leftover pizza, that's my breakfast, that's what I'm gonna take the whole day, yeah. It scares me, you know, honestly, it scares me, like, I, I kind of want to try it, but then at the same time, it's like a, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna die, nobody else does, you're fine. There's athletes who are fasting, like soccer players who fast while they're playing the games and stuff, so... They crazy. Yo, wow. Look, they can do it. So if they can do it, I'm guessing you can. So look, look I wake up hangry. <laughs> I wake up hangry. Well, that's why you eat. Oh, yeah, that's also true. Yeah, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I can I can wake up and eat. Exactly. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I've had friends like in middle school in solidarity try to do Ramadan with me for a couple days. They didn't last very long. But that was middle school. They were young. But as I got older, there's been plenty of people who've joined me. And they really do enjoy it. Ramadan is more, like, even though we're letting go of our food and we're not intaking all of that, it's also about your spirituality the whole month. So I stay away when I say I. I mean, we as a whole population, we're supposed to stay away from anything bad, any sinning, any back-talking or, like, backbiting, talking shit about people. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like, keeping more to yourself so that you aren't doing or saying things that could hurt other people or, you know, hurt you. But just being, like, a really good Muslim. That's why a lot of Muslims look forward to it. Like, I look forward to it because I know that that's the month where I'm going to connect with myself again. And I look forward to connecting with myself every year. So what's the dates for Ramadan? So Muslims actually use a lunar calendar and all around the world is just a solar calendar like January to Mm -hmm. December. But our lunar calendar, because it's different, it kind of shifts every year. So I think Ramadan should be starting in May this year. Okay. Yeah. Now I have an Asian friend who talks about in Asian household, the Mm -hmm. lunar new year is basically very similar to our new year or Mm -hmm. our solar new year. So how does the lunar calendar cycle work? You know, I've never really thought about it too (laughs) in-depth before, but I feel like our calendars might be similar, but ours is religious-based. So even if it is a lunar calendar, we have different names and different dates and stuff like that. Obviously, different holidays if we don't follow the same religion. Mm. Like, I could pull it up on my app, but that's as far as I go. Like, I don't have any other knowledge other than that. (laughs) So. I know we're on lunar calendar. I know we got our own holidays. That's it. So, I just thought about something Mm -hmm. that might be slightly mind-blowing. Do you follow your birthday on the lunar calendar? No. Okay. Okay. But also because birthdays, at least for my culture, I didn't grow up with celebrating birthdays because birthdays aren't like a religious thing. So a lot of people don't do it. I actually started celebrating my birthday like in college when friends like surprised me at midnight on my birthday. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I will continue that tradition because I like presents. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, selfish. (laughs) (laughs) Real selfish. Oh, man, that's crazy. I keep forgetting that there's a good number of American traditions that a lot of immigrants just don't do because it's not part of their culture. And it's just something we do because we like drinking. America has a drinking problem. I don't care what you <laughs> don't care what anybody says. America has a drinking problem. I would agree. But Muslims aren't supposed to drink. So that's not really a concern for a lot of us. Well, you aren't? Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> so we're not supposed to drink at all. See, what are the rules that like most people usually know? We don't eat pork. Yeah, yeah, yeah I knew that one. That's one. Can you eat lobster? 
Yeah, love lobster. Give me all the seafood possible. Because <laughs> the 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 pork thing is because uh, pigs are seen as like filthy or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay, but pigs are actually pretty smart. I heard. That's what I've heard too. Can you befriend a pig? I'm sure you can. I, I know if it was against, <laughs> like you can't eat them, but can you still be friends with them? You I'm, I'm pretty sure you can. I mean, they're animals. They're cute. <laughs> they don't. They do their own thing. You know. They're smarter than dogs. I might give me a pig. Are pig. they really? Yeah, they're they're smarter than dogs, uh, supposedly. So but I'm guessing you could like train them for shows and stuff. Yeah, like truffle. You know what truffle pigs are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Never thought about that. And then you have uh, the pig from Charlotte's Web. That's exactly what I was talking about too. Man, I can't remember his name either. Webster? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's not even close. It's cool. We just gonna call him Pig. All right, he's gonna be the pig. spider's name was Charlotte. Yeah, I just remember someone dies there. So I just remember spider wove a web that said words for the pig. And the pig was like a big showcase. I don't remember any of that. Yeah, like I can't remember like what words, but it'd just be like <laughs> stupendous. It was actually wasn't stupendous, but. That's an SAT word right there. (laughs) (laughs) Has too many syllables. (laughs) There wasn't anything else you wanted to ask me because I know you said you didn't think about it, but then I feel like you stopped thinking about it. Oh, I totally stopped. We just went into five other things. That's fine. You know. You need it to be Muslim related? No, it can be whatever. Like, you can ask me whatever. Like, when, like I was saying with the other guy, he was just asking me, like, you know, black stuff. (laughs) That's that's the best way I can put it. Though I just realized I never really fully answered your question from earlier, but whatever. Go ahead and answer. I'm curious to know. Well, it was the uh, how I felt about Muslims, but it really just. Well, I do have a question. I don't know if you're the right person to ask. I just never really asked this before, but with like September 11th, it's one of those trigger words for a lot of Muslims, including me. Mm -hmm. Um, It always kind of shocks me and I like feel like my heart palpitate and I get really nervous because Mm. I don't know what people around me are thinking when someone does mention September 11th especially like now in 2019 what do you feel are there any feelings to be 100 no I forget about 9-11 being like a national tragedy for a couple reasons one I'm not gonna call myself a conspiracy theorist Mm -hmm. but I do think the government had something to do with it now was the actual loss of life yes was the actual destruction? Yes. But I do feel like part of it was planned because before 9-11, we didn't have TSA, right? TSA mm-hmm. was created because of 9-11. Before then, we never had a problem with people trying to take over planes or whatever. That was because even before the TSA was created, we had air marshals. So on any given plane, there's like, I think, three or four air marshals. And now it's up to like six or seven. So there are three or four people who are basically like police of the air. Mm-hmm. They're in plain clothes, so you can't tell who they are. So on any given flight, you could be sitting next to an air marshal. So if somebody were to try to hijack a plane, there are trained professionals on the plane to help deal with those situations. And there's also the thing that TSA is utterly garbage at their job. <laughs> like, honestly, if you look it up, yeah, they find like a bunch of random stuff, but there are other professionals who test random TSA gates to see if they can sneak through explosive devices, guns, contraband, all stuff like that. 95% success rate for the bad guys. Damn. Yeah. It's there pretty garbage at the job. Back to your original question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just routinely forget that 9-11 was a thing. Like, even like, what generally tends to happen is September 11 hits and then I write down the date and I'm like, oh shit, it's 9-11. Damn, that's crazy. Oh well. 
<laughs> that's it because i'm a very like quote-unquote forgiving person mm-hmm. i don't know why i said quote-unquote i'm a very forgiving person <laughs> and i do believe that the evil in the world is a minority of people so if there were muslims who hijacked a plane and crashed into a building i don't think all muslims want to kill americans or all muslims want to cause chaos you know there's some phrase like it's a causation but no correlation type mm-hmm. thing or so, something like that so yeah like they were muslims but that doesn't mean all muslims are out to terrorize people because honestly most people just want to go about their lives and chill you know what i'm saying like i ain't trying to hurt you you ain't trying to hurt me you know what i'm saying for the most part yeah, that's, that's really that's really nice to hear i guess um i mean for some of the questions that you've asked since i've kind of ad-libbed and just talked i forgot like one of the biggest misconceptions is the fact that a lot of people are like all oh, muslims are terrorists it's like but we're not we're normal <laughs> people yeah. i'm a fucking social worker trust <laughs> me i'm not a terrorist like so it's just like one of those things that's just good to know what people think because i think for a lot of us we get so consumed with being afraid of what other people are thinking of -hmm. us specifically because you know we look muslim we sound muslim or whatever comes with that it does consume you sometimes like it it does get kind of scary like september 11th being one of those days where we're all afraid to go outside i think it's been so many years now that a lot of us should feel safe to be in our own skin yeah i would i would hope so because honestly in my mind the only people Mm -hmm. in my mind that would care are really just racist white people because there are black people aren't a monolith but a lot of the black people i hang around with they kind of have that that similar mindset of you know just because one person did it that doesn't mean the entire group feels that way Mm -hmm. i mean we even have like my homegirl's talking about who's from morocco like she hangs out with us all the time so like yeah we don't care like it's just yes it's a national tragedy but the people who are responsible for it died in the accident. But yeah, so like those people, they're dead. So yeah, it's and then So yeah. <laughs> pretty much like I would like to think at the time so I was nine when it happened. So that was eighteen years ago. You should be fine on September eleventh. <laughs> as long as you're not going around like doing crazy of shit. Of course not. <laughs> you know, if you just Mm-mm. if you walking around with like a toy airplane and shit on nine eleven now to be like <laughs> like um what you doing there? Just gonna be a little cautious, that's all. <laughs> no, that that should be fine. But then again, I'm me and I don't think like a lot of people. Hence why I don't know, hence why I like yeah, hence why you have a podcast that talks about all these issues. Not even issues, like we talked about sex on here once. Sounds like fun. <sighs> <laughs> apparently that was a really funny episode i'm just here for, you know i'm just here so i don't get fined <laughs> is there anything else you want to say any last comments questions concerns anything like that any final farewells goodbyes blase 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 oh i was just like what <laughs> um no i don't think so honestly i just hope that i answered your questions well enough for this podcast oh yeah you did uh okay I feel like I left out a lot because there's just so much to say and there's just not enough words to say them correctly in my mind right now. We only got an hour, so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Well, everybody, that's been another episode of the Six and Friends podcast. Thank you, Bushra, for coming. You know what I'm saying? You can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Anchor.fm. 
You can also find me on IG at Six and Friends Pod. That's number six, I X and Friends Pod. If you have any topic that you like covered, DM it to me. If we use it, then I'll give you a shout out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>